New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community, proudly supported by Umbrella Connect. Well, greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Spain. Today, we have the privilege of talking to Imja Fouri, who is the Chief Executive at Level 2. Now, Level 2 is the birthplace uh, of New Zealand's uh, two only deep tech unicorns, Rocket Lab and Lanza Tech. So, uh, a real privilege to uh, have Imja on the show and to hear a little bit uh, about the story of uh, Level 2 and uh, the next uh, part of Level 2's journey uh, with uh, partnering with Icehouse Ventures. Welcome along to the show. Thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate it. So maybe we can, we can start at the beginning. You can give us a little bit of a breakdown on you know, how Level 2 came about and um, you know, this, this incredible uh, history with, uh, with Rocket Lab uh, and Lanzatech, both uh, you know, businesses that have uh, grown to billion-dollar-plus uh, valuations um, and, uh, and where, where things are uh, now. Yeah, we've got a we've got a long history of technology development um, at, in the site that now is Level Two. Yeah, uh, the whole building used to be owned by a government uh, research agency, and then as the agency shrunk its operations over the years, some of the spare space on the lower floors were rented out to the entrepreneurial scientists or the or the the spinouts, um, and the the cluster of a startups that then started growing there was very organic attracted by uh, the prospect of, of cheap lab and workshop space, really. That's, that's typically how, how start plasters start. Uh, and yes, it started with um, with Pete and Sean tinkering in the basement of Level 2, um, then other people joining them on their own journeys um, or starting up their own things alongside that. Uh, and that ethos of just doing what you need to do to get your idea off the ground is one that we still support quite, yeah. quite significantly today. Yeah. The first private company on, on site was founded back in 94, which was then Biodiscovery. Um, Sean Simpson and Richard Forster then asked uh, Peter Wigley, the founder of, of Biodiscovery, if he could borrow some lab space and get a little bit of investment capital. Um, Peter agreed to to back uh, Sean's crazy idea and that's kind of how that is how level uh, how Lancetech was born um, Matt Rowe now the the co-founder and uh, director of level two was employee number one at Lancetech so he's got a long history with the site wow that's really cool so um, where, are you, where are you based and you know, what sort of uh, startups and entities are you attracting today? Yeah, so it's um, we're in Parnell, in Lower Parnell, um, just across the road from Myself's Ventures, actually, uh, which is a really useful place to be for a technology startup. It's not CBD prices; it's just outside of that, but still close enough to your research partners or your service providers. Um, that organic cluster that grew up uh, in the early 2000s is now a cluster of 20 companies on site uh, under the Level 2 banner uh, with about 150 people working across them. So it's quite a vibrant community of tech founders, people who've been there, done that, um, technical experts and scientists, and now quite a vibrant um, investor network as well. 
So it's quite an interesting space to be, especially uh, given that we've got a very curated mix of very early stage startups who maybe just have an idea and, and need some space. Um, sitting right next to companies like uh, Avatana, who have been running for five or six years and are onto their um, and, and are quite far along their journey, so seeing those two com- all those those kinds of companies mix and learn from one another is actually quite quite valuable. Yeah, I, th- I think there's you know there's a lot to be said for uh, you know building hubs and, and ecosystems where uh, you know one individual and or entity can can learn from another, and you know, of course where we we look at New Zealand's uh, growth, uh, you know from a technology perspective, we've you know we really have come a long way in a reasonably you know, short space of time, and we're at that point now where we see uh, you know our our, our Tech exports, uh, you know, growing to the you know the point where uh, you know it's been predicted that you know, technology could could easily be uh, you know our tech top export earner. Which is very um, exciting. That's you know, I think what within, we were aiming for. You know, three or four years or so, and um, you know, of course, you know, COVID actually shakes that up and potentially uh, you know could accelerate that for us. And uh, with the big hit on uh, tourism, of course, it you know becomes even more important for uh, New Zealand's success that that we do uh, you know really focus on those things that have uh, you know great growth potential right exactly exactly no this this transition away from primary industries into something that's um, technology focused scalable and really has global impact is something that I think we've been working towards for a long time now mm. um, we've seen that accelerate in the last I'd say five years, which is an exciting. It's an exciting place to be. Yeah. So, um, what's your what's your background? How have you uh, ended up in in this exciting role? What are the uh, things that led you to this point? Yeah, it's, it's a series of, of wildly unpredictable events as as these things tend to happen. Um, my background's in, in biotechnology, um, and I started out my career at the Centre for Brain Research um, up at the University um, of Auckland. Uh, loved the science, loved the research, hated being stuck in the lab. I would be in the lab not talking to anyone for like 10 hours a day and, and wasn't wasn't really where I found my happy place. Um, but because of my, my technical background and my interest in early stage ventures, I didn't know that that was what it was at the, st- at the, at the time, um, I then joined... Uh, an investment committee that the university had put together, um, which was my first taste of, of early stage ideas. Loved it, joined a an early stage VC for a while, uh, and then was shoulder tapped by an old mentor of mine um, to come and join this crazy new venture that he wasn't sure was going to last six months, which it then ended up being level two. So that was um, Dr. Will Barker, who's the co-founder of Mint Innovation who you should definitely have on the show if you haven't yet. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, that was late 2017, 16. I can't quite remember now. Um, and I've been there for the last three years. So yeah, it must be 2017 then. That's great. Now, um, 
level two is is described uh, as the country's only commercial laboratory and workshop facility growing deep technology startups. Mm-hmm. Now, this term deep technology is is not a usual um, you know term that we've we've heard every every day. So, can you break it down for us in terms of what you describe as um, as deep technology mm-hmm. and why that's so important to uh, you know, growing New Zealand's future. Yeah, so, so deep technology describes ventures that um, are on the forefront of new industries. They're pushing technological frontiers and they're, they're companies that are based on um, significant scientific advances or engineering innovations. Um, so it's it's the hard stuff. It's the chemistry and the robotics and the agri-tech and the artificial intelligence. Um, it's quite broad, um, but it's it's the things that are that are building new industries. It's not the small iterations. It's not the business model innovations. It's not the SaaS companies. It's not consumer goods. It's the um, the really frontier pushing technologies, often sometimes called frontier tech. So this is um, seen as a slightly different class of things to invest in as an investor, um, where software tends to have quick turnaround times uh, and the, the the marketing side of it is quite important. Uh, with deep technology, it's all about the tech. It's all about the science. How do you get this crazy idea from bench scale in a test tube to a, a, a billion dollar facility out in China? Um, that process is is why deep technology is um, capital intensive. It takes a lot of money to, to scale this kind of tech uh, and it has long timelines. So if you think about um, when Lanzatech was formed in the early 2000s and only now uh, are, are at the stage where they're at, which is a fantastic journey, but it took them a decade and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, deep technology is, is the hard stuff, tangible stuff, frontier pushing stuff. Um, and stuff that's quite expensive and quite uh, has a long, long journey. Okay, so thinking thinking about these um, these frontier technologies, deep technology uh, firms, from an investment perspective, how how does how does that look? You know, because obviously this announcement this week is around um, you know your partnership with Ice House Ventures. I'm sure people are some somewhat curious. You know, we we hear about uh, certainly in Silicon Valley, you know, investments that are put into uh, startups. There's there's a very very high sort of failure rate, uh, and then you know a, a small percentage that do. You know, incredibly well, and become the unicorns, the billion-dollar-plus uh, businesses. Now, you know, for those that are that are interested in in uh, deep technologies, one aspect here is that uh, the the length of time, right? So, if, if uh, an individual or an entity invests, you know, really they they need to be in for the long haul uh, in terms of actually getting getting a result, which to a degree is the case with with probably most inv- investments, right? You know, the the best outcomes uh, tend to come after a longer a longer period, and, and unless you're heading to the casino and uh, and and expecting a return there. 
you may or may not get something, um, but it does happen quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what? How do you see the the, the risk uh, levels, and and you know, how do you expect that to um, to play out here in New Zealand, and and how have um, how have things gone? Sort of looking back a little bit historically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, startup investment, regardless of what industry it is, it's in is one of the riskiest asset class you can be investing in. Um, and that's that's a sort of a given of, of startup investment. Um, with some funds do have a mandate to to make a return within five years' time, uh, which makes software or marketing or consumer goods really attractive because there is that fairly short horizon until you get your return. With deep technology, it, it takes. Uh, a different kind of investor mindset, one that is comfortable with the long haul, one that is comfortable with the risk. Um, although I will argue that deep technology is less risky than than software or consumer, um, because at each stage of the process, you have to de-risk your technology as you develop. You don't just give um, someone with a crazy idea and some... To, to turn bugs into ethanol, uh, $700 million to, to, in, to invest in them. Um, it's a little bit at a time, de-risking the process at, at, at every stage. So the, the hard work of de-risking the investment is the responsibility of the company that you're investing in. Um, so I would argue that deep technology is, is less risky than, than some of the, the companies that New Zealand investors tend to favor, which is the, is the software stuff. Um, I think it's partly because a lot of individual high net worth um, people have made their money in software, so they feel comfortable investing in that area. Uh, we're now only starting to see the money made from deep technology come back into the country and that expertise come back. Um, Sean and Pete are great examples of that. Uh, Sean sits on the board of a couple of companies located within Level 2. Um, Peter Beck sits on Level 2's board and is able to provide his experience and expertise to our companies. Um, so now we're, I think, I'm really optimistic about what that next generation of deep technology companies are going to be doing. Does that answer your question? I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and are there any other you know good examples other than um, Lanza Tech and, and Rocket Lab that um, would be interesting for, for people to know about? Yeah, there's there's there are a lot of interesting deep tech companies waiting in the wings at the moment. Um, I mentioned Mint Innovation earlier. They're one of the ones that have have done so much great work in a relatively short amount of time. Um, they were founded maybe five years ago now. Uh, so Mint Innovation takes, um, they, they extract gold and other precious metals from electronic waste, so old old computers and um, cell phones. They crunch it all up, um, put it through a process, uh, get some gold sequestering bacteria, put that in solution, and the bacteria actually suck up the gold out of their environment. Then they just scoop the gold bacteria off the top and... Hey presto, you've got you've got some pure gold. Uh, fascinating process, um, but it's it's I think really world-changing stuff. It will completely reshape the way the the e-waste recycling um, supply chain is set up. Where now we have uh, cities who generate a lot of electronic waste, um, developed cities, sending their e-waste off to developing countries who may not have the most ethical practices. Whereas if 
Mint Innovation builds plants in the city that generates that waste, that's a huge, huge benefit on a global scale. Um, and this, this, this theme of generating value from waste is some, something that we've been seeing a bit more of recently. Avatana is another good example, about the same age, but they're taking waste steel slag and extracting titanium dioxide, aluminium gypsum and other raw materials from that with no waste, which is incredible. Um, and for context, there's, there's hundreds of millions of tons of the steel slag around the world. That's just not worth anything. It's just lying around. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good example. There's a, there's a company that I'm really excited about um, that's still very early stage. Uh, that's actually part of a program that we've, we've launched this year where they're, um, they're growing human insulin in plants. So that has the potential, of course, to, to disrupt the way that that area of the pharmaceutical industry is set up. Um, so deep technology is quite broad. It does stretch across agri-tech and med-tech and industrial chemistry, um, but it's it's the stuff that's really going to tackle the, the global problems that we're facing in a way that we haven't been able to tackle them in the past. Yeah, oh, that, that, that's exciting. So um, tell us a little bit about the, um, the partnership with Icehouse Ventures. How does that uh, change the game for, for Level 2 and for, um, you know, for New Zealand? What's yeah, this the, is... What's, what's the This is very exciting. Um, so we've got such a, a complementary skill set and a shared vision, which makes it the perfect partnership. Um, we're both focused on ensuring that founders who are doing great things have the support that they need. That's that's it. Um, so this partnership really does represent something that's greater than the sum of its parts and really represents a boost to the deep technology ecosystem. Um, it bridges that gap for, for founders who have a great idea to not just have access to the facilities in the community that Level 2 has, but also the backing of real money behind it, which is what ISELS Ventures and their investor networks brings in. Um, so it's it's a complementary partnership that really just amplifies what Level 2 and ISELS Ventures can do for deep technology specifically. So we've we've now transitioned out of being a commercial laboratory and, and workshop facility, catering specifically to deep tech startups, um, into one that has the depth of capital to support the companies that we really believe in. Uh, so this just is a, is a step change in how we can how we can better support founders going forward. That's great. And so, what do you, what do you think the next five years will uh, will will look like um, you know, for deep tech in New Zealand? And uh, you know, how much of an increase do you think this will uh, you know this will lead to in terms of an impact that uh, level two and Ice House Ventures can uh, you know, can have? I think there's been there's been two things that changed over the last few years that will cause the acceleration of deep technology startups going forward. One of the reasons why deep tech was difficult in New Zealand initially or over the last few years is, is because of the capital, um, 
requirements of these companies is that they're they're expensive. Yeah, I mean, and certainly, look, you know, Peter Beck has has mentioned on on numerous times, right, the, on numerous occasions, the uh, the challenges with raising uh, you know capital in New Zealand for Rocket Lab, mm-hmm. um, and you know his continued sort of uh, discussion on that has has you know certainly helped sort of um, bring some attention to that. But you know, I guess if that was the case for him, it was you know certainly going to uh, impact others. Yeah, completely, and mm. and that I think is changing. Um, the fact that the government have pulled some clever levers to encourage more capital into this space has been hugely helpful. Um, NZGCP and the the three hundred million that's behind them uh, hopefully will put more ca- capital into the market to accelerate those companies a little bit further. Um, the the introduction or the reintroduction of the technology incubator program to help publicly funded research institutes commercialise their technology. Um, the the now the introduction of international investment firms, especially from Australia, looking at New Zealand as a source of deal flow, this is all putting money into the ecosystem that desperately needed it. The second thing is now that we have seen the successes of um, Pete and Sean, but also Will from Mint and Sean from Avatana, that expertise is starting to recycle back into the ecosystem. So it was it was also uh, a question of not having that many examples to look up to, and I think that's changed as well. So I think we're just going to see a, a boom in these industries going forward. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to be said um, for the expertise that, that's gained by. Um, people locally working in the firms that uh, you know over a period of you know 10 plus years uh, you know become very successful and then often you know out of those firms you know we we see whole new ideas and uh, new businesses and, and and startups is that something that that you're seeing uh, in deep tech as well very much so very much so um uh, and I, I don't want to keep coming back to Lanzatech, but they're just such a good example of this. When Lanzatech left New Zealand in, in 2014, they, um, the, the ripples that that sent through the ecosystem were ones of optimism and enthusiasm and ambition. So three uh, companies at Level 2 were founded by ex-Lanzatech employees. And there's something to be said for that. If, if it can be shown that a crazy idea can turn into something quite tangible and quite profitable, it's infectious. Mm-hmm. So some of the, the, the younger companies that we're now seeing come through have either worked for a startup before or have knowledge of the industry and are looking at startup world as, as their next um, adventure, which is exactly the kind of thing that we want to be encouraging. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so... Where where to uh, where to next? Yeah, yeah. This is this is um, this is what we're what we're looking forward to. Um, so with ISAS Ventures support, we're now able to take um, another level of the building that we're currently in uh, to up to three thousand two hundred square meters of of, commercial, of of laboratory and workshop space that we can make available for the early stage ventures that we now back with our $10 million fund. So it really is this combination of bespoke facilities, um, a supportive community of people who've been there and done that, and the, the investment that accelerates a deep technology company. 
Um, so we're expanding all three of those. Uh, we've got the investment capital behind us. We're expanding our facilities and we're building our, our, our community, which is happening quite organically. Um, so in addition to that, we're also building out a pre-incubation program uh, called the Launch Lab. So what we've seen over the last few years is this uh, trend of companies on site incubating other companies um, because sometimes all you need as a deep tech startup is a little bit of lab space and a little bit of capital just to get going, just to prove that there's some, some legs to this idea. Uh, but that's, that doesn't really scale if you've got companies doing that. So that's what Level 2 is now doing with the Launch Lab program. We've got space available for um, early stage companies who just need some space to tinker and play. Um, so we've got two companies piloting that program at the moment. We're hoping to ramp that up to eight companies a year, um, which will hopefully give give some founders with with big ambitions the first um, the first sort of foot in the door on this journey. That's great, and we're in an election cycle at the moment here in New Zealand. So are there, are there any things that are on your mind that we need to be, um, you know, pushing out to politicians and saying, hey, this is, this is something important that, uh, uh, that should be considered at this time? Yes. No, we've, we've really appreciated what the government has done over the last few years. Like I mentioned, the Technology Incubator Program, the NZGCP, um, they've, they've done a lot of work to ensure that the ecosystem... Um, is getting to where it needs to be to facilitate this kind of innovation. Mm. Uh, so just keep keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, it's working. It's working so far. That's um, good. I know some people might say that it's not, but it's because this is an industry that takes a bit of patience. Um, so I would also just encourage anyone who's thinking about what this ecosystem needs to think beyond a three-year period. Yeah, and and I think it's also you know important not to get too tied up in what governments are and aren't doing right um, because governments will, will come and go and if what you've got is, is sound you know you're going to have to live through varying uh, varying cycles with with any business any startup yep that's very true that's yeah. very true yeah oh it's been uh, great to have you on the show Imsha um, is there anything else you wanted to add just watch the space excellent um, I think we we're also now uh, because we're scaling the the launch lab program out quite significantly, we're looking to um, to find those next ideas. So if you've been tinkering in your garage, or you've been uh, working in a lab, or you've got an idea that you just need to test out, like we've we've got the space and the capital and the community and the, the mentorship to be able to support that. So I would encourage people to get in touch with Level Two if you're if you do have an idea that needs some funding. How do we're they here. Con- how do they connect with Yimsha? We have we've got a presence on LinkedIn. You can email me directly. Can I say my email address here? Yeah, absolutely. That's i m c h e at level two dot tech l e v e l t w o dot t e c h. Excellent. That's great. Well, thank you everybody for uh, for li- listening in to uh, this episode of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. A huge thank you to our show partners who make uh, New Zealand Tech Podcast possible and of course are, are themselves huge supporters uh, of technology and innovation in New Zealand. So uh, thank you to Sumo Logic, Vodafone, Spark, 
Vocus, HP, Samsung, Gorilla Technology, and Umbrella Connect. Well, that's us for this episode. Uh, do make sure you follow us uh, across your favourite uh, social channel. Uh, we're on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, Twitter, of course, and we're available through whatever uh, podcast app you listen to, uh, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, or any one of the dozens of other podcasts apps thanks everyone catch you on the next show see you next week bye new zealand tech podcast the voice of the tech community proudly supported by umbrella connect